For the Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us, talk about intersection of black culture and soccer. I know, I know, it's been a few weeks since we've done an episode. I promise it's not my fault. Like, we, because, like, what y'all don't know is that we actually did do an episode a couple weeks ago. Just the audio was shot. Couldn't save it. So it's been far too long since we actually have done this right. So, just, you know, this. Hang on with us, please. I beg you. I beg you. But yes, joining me uh, this week, uh, yeah, first of all, is uh, is Sills from Shea Butter FC. What's, what's going on? What's up? Uh, chilling. Cool, cool, cool. And also join us down in the sunny confines of Miami, down by the swamps, is right. our man Callie from Dream of Freedom. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Like I said, caught me at a great time. I was getting ready for bed, but could not pass up the opportunity to jump on. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like because, you know, we, we've been off for a while, we we missed decision days, and we missed, and we, of course, we just passed like the first round of playoffs in both MLS and NWSL. Like, I feel like we're coming to this like almost like the cult the culture is the culture versus like almost like completely out of teams for the playoffs. I think like the only one that's left is like Imani with like Austin and and um and then and then are are you still claiming OL Sills? Oh yeah. Okay. Like you you haven't gone full LA yet. It's like no. I everyone needs me now. People truly <laughs> I'm not I don't switch a like that. Like I'm a pretty loyal. Because okay. yeah. I really you're, don't. You're traveling up there um, uh, this weekend, right? Yeah, I'm flying up for the semifinal. Nice. Her? See, dedication. Yeah, man. Like, like, matter of fact, the culture race is going to be doing a lot of traveling pretty soon. We'll get up into Ooh. that um, a little bit later on the show. But uh, again, thank you guys for for bearing with us um, the past few weeks, and thank you for joining us for the podcast app, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor. Audio Boom, uh, iHeartRadio, and of course the FTC to YouTube channel, and also Two CentsFC.com. Man, like so, I know we've been off for a while. Hopefully, you guys have been listening to Shade Biter while we've been gone. Hopefully, you've been listening to Dream of Freedom while we've been gone. Because yeah, it's quite a bit that's been happening the past few weeks, month or so since we were last on. I think um, the last time we were on, we were just about to hear about the Yates report, the E60 that was about to drop on ESPN. And we're going to get into that in a little bit later. I, I, I do want to touch uh, real quick on just these playoffs because I feel like, well, first of all, I, I, I need to sh- talk to my man Callie real quick because I'm proud of you guys. Y'all actually made the playoffs. Y'all beat Orlando. Uh, to get into the playoffs, doing the Lord's work. Granted, granted, you <laughs> did have to um, play on the baseball field on the city field to lose against uh, NYCFC. But you know, Correct. hey, it's, it's all about growth. Yeah, um, I mean, 
Yeah, the, the way it ended was disappointing, but what's good is that we kind of shattered every expectation. Uh, a lot of team, a lot of the pundits and stuff had us finishing 13, 14th. A lot of people had us winning the wooden spoon, all that stuff, you know. So the fact that um, we were able to kind of piece it together after kind of, I think we lost the first five games or so, and uh, and make a playoff, you know, make it to the playoffs, and not just make it to the playoffs, but make it as a fifth seed, you know that that was great for us you know and yeah unfortunately we have to play in a baseball field because the league champions don't get to have their own field they have to play in baseball stadiums um and that that's a whole other issue that mls has to deal with because it's absolutely ridiculous that a professional league is playing in baseball stadiums but um but yeah club performed well we beat orlando which i actually couldn't go to <laughs> and then I missed actually the playoff game because my niece was born. So I was kind of well, watching through spotty, congrats. spotty hospital Wi-Fi, <laughs> trying to. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, my my niece was born at like six thirty in the afternoon, and then it's like all the emotions came. That was that was it. We were all huddled up in the hospital waiting. So yep, gotcha, gotcha. And yes, and now. Um, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention this because, of course, like I so said, right now we're, we're, we're running on a very limited staff right now. Shout out to um, our guys, uh, TK and, and Devna Dude. Uh, they're actually, probably by the time that y'all get this, we probably will have two new members of the Cultureverse um, hey. uh, just being delivered. And um, yeah, like, yeah, it's, uh, right now it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's wild times right now uh, with us. But yeah, just. Uh, you know, if you if you're not already following Devin or TK on the socials, yeah, just give you know, give give them a, a quick shout out, and because um, yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's about to get uh, pretty head digging um, in in those yeah. households, but uh, you gotta but, get yeah, some uh, FTC onesies, bibs. Listen, so when um, when Eliza was first born, I, I think Tony actually made one for Eliza, but yeah, like yeah, we definitely need to. Put that on the shop course right now. We'll get to the shop later. There's a whole lot going on right <laughs> yeah. there. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, back to the back to the um, the playoffs. So so here's here's what we got going on. Like so, we had the first round of both the MLS playoffs as well as the NWSL playoffs. Um, let's actually um, hit up on the NWSL playoffs. Uh, so in the uh, right now we're uh, going into the semifinals this week. Uh, we got Sil Squad OL Rain going up against KC Current, KC. and yeah. then also uh, in the other fixture we got Portland Thorns against Wave San Diego. You got to earn Wave. But um, actually, like <laughs> no, the, the, the crazy thing about that, like, because because uh, San Diego beat Chicago. Um, on, on Sunday, first of all, that game went way too way too Bro, long. Like, come on, if they can't do that anymore. Then. Both 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 M- MLS. Okay, so MLS didn't turn around. And made yeah, <laughs> like you got to do something about about these start times because yeah, like no game should be should be ending past midnight on a Sunday or a Monday. Like, like no, like you can't do that. Yeah, and I understand but, um, trying not to compete with like the NFL and stuff like that this time of the year, but yeah. it, I mean. Like again, like the Miami game was an eight o'clock kickoff on a Monday. Like, come on, man! Like, yeah, what are you gonna do with that? And yeah. honestly, for the NWSL, it's not the same audience. Like, 
I, I promise you, if you play it in the afternoon on Sunday, people who watch the NWSL and NFL don't overlap that much. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's also week six or seven of the NFL. There's more games. Yeah. And, and, and I think you, yeah. you you said it. Like, I don't think the fans overlap all that much. But, yeah. you know, even even if you're concerned about that, do it on a Wednesday. Do it in the middle of the week. You know? Like, yeah. But that's the thing. Else. Like... I feel like, and that's and that's the unfortunate thing about soccer in this country is that you can't really win, because, especially when it comes to playoff time, because you're fighting with football, and then you can't really do it on a week, on a weeknight because, in most cases, people don't like to travel back in the city on on during during um, during the week, so you're screwed on on doing weekday uh, matches. So it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, and. And uh, of course, I can. And um, I know you mentioned a second ago, like with NYCFC, like they were originally supposed to be at Red Bull, but since the Mets got, since the Mets imploded and got eliminated all extra quick in the playoffs, uh, their their stadium was available. So they're like, hey, we'll just we'll just go here instead. And, and I mean, hey, it worked for them, I guess. So uh, you know, more power to them. But it's like you all, you still put. Your one of your playoff games from the baseball season. Like I don't know if that's the best look for you, but yeah. I don't know. Like, I, like, like, um, how are you, uh, um, feeling about these playoffs? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming everybody just is just saying we're we're not rooting for for Portland right now. Like they're they're pretty much dead to everybody. I, mean, I never but, root for like, Portland, but, that's, but <laughs> like, ever. How, like how 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 are we feeling about this this final four? Um. I mean, I, I think it's probably the four best teams of the year playing. Um, I I think, listen, this article about Chicago Claire Watkins dropped yesterday. Um, so I think we know a lot more about just how poorly that organization is run. Um, they just ran out of bodies. Like, it was sad. It was almost sad. It's almost sad to watch them in the playoffs because they make it and they just don't ever have the bodies to, to get through a playoffs. Um mm-hmm. And you can see it, like, on their faces, like, not again. Um, and I think the expansion team going far in the playoffs is probably the better story for the NWSL. Um, and a star, you know, and a star of American soccer is on that team and playing well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably a good matchup. I think same for OL and Kansas City. Um, I think those were good regular season matchups. Both of the home teams were home teams last year and lost at home. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I feel like both of those orgs have too much pride to, to lose. And honestly, Cascadia rivalry final is marketing wise, gold. best case probably. Like yeah, that's it's the real right. It's the one real. I know LA San Diego is becoming a rivalry, and rightfully so. But like that's the rivalry in the league. So to be able to market that in your first primetime championship game, you don't really have to work that hard. Yeah. Which for this league is good because Lord knows. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely see that. Of course, you know, with everything circling around Portland right now, that, that would definitely be um, yeah. a a gift and a curse, I guess you could say, for the league. But it it'll be interesting because people hate Portland anyway. So I don't think I think having to navigate that stuff. Excuse me, which was even kind of awkward this weekend on the broadcast. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think it's going to be there no matter what. It's unavoidable. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see how the league treats the next weekend, though. Like, it's going to be. It's, everybody's going to be there. Like, it's going to be. And it's their first primetime game on big CBS. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Having said that, the best young superstar in the country is Sophia Smith, likely MVP of the league. Like, you balance yeah. those things, right? Um, you know, Seattle still has stars. They still have Tino. Like, you want like those are the people you want, so I think they'd still take it. But yeah, they're not gonna deal with this though. Like huh. it's, I don't think they're gonna deal with it regardless of who plays, because the San Diego goes. You still have the Jalalis of it, right? So yeah, yeah. There's there's dicey stuff on either one of those teams. We'll we'll, we'll get to that in a bit because yeah, like yeah. that yeah yeah, but um but Kelly, uh, I know like if you if you've been um be able to watch uh, any games like how are you um how are you looking at the final four like what are you who like who are your picks <clears throat> yeah um i will say i like the just from at i guess uh, an entertainment standpoint i like the the you know kcol game a little more i think that one's a little more fun for me to watch yeah. um and, and like you like i i hate portland <laughs> not just not just <laughs> nwsl i hate i i hate Portland Timber too. In general, <laughs> just yeah, quote dope city. I, I don't care very much for their teams so, though, or their fan bases. But <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of a for for me watching it. And I know I don't watch NWSOs as close as you do, but um, it's a shame that like we're heading into like a primetime final, and there's so much like, for lack of better words, bullshit hanging over everything you know it's taking so much away from the moment but the only positive spin i can put on that is that they're facing these and now they're in prime time and now like these these executives are almost in a position that they have to face it now so it's going to be interesting to see how it's dealt with and and how people respond to that so yeah yeah the platform is definitely there to make a statement and you know like not now that you mentioned that, like, yeah, I, I'm actually am wondering if there might be something done by the players, um, given that platform to yeah. shed a light on everything that's you know continued to come out and apparent and just from a couple of days ago, there's even more that still was in the report. And it's like it's yeah, like so. Just hang on. We got, we got, we yeah. got, we got more uh, yeah. stuff for that. I but um, but yeah, the championship game would be good. That would be interesting. But yeah, yeah I actually um, I like the way that uh, the Kansas City is playing, and I feel like they've kind of just flown under the radar just as far as just how sharp they've been. And it's hard to watch too. They are, and if I listen, if it's not my team, honestly, that's the team I would want. Um, I, I enjoy them, and there's not a lot of people that hate Kansas City, which is really hard to pull off in the NWSL. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of likable people. My fear for them is they got so beat up in that playoff game. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like and having to travel. Now, the upside for Kansas City in OL Reign is they'll know who they're playing before mm-hmm. they kick off. Yeah. So that'll also be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I would definitely love to see. Um, I mean, the OL versus Portland um, possibility does sound very juicy. Um, but yeah, I'm actually. Um, you got San Diego. 
<sighs> it would be wild if they made made the final in their first year. It really would. It would be. Um, it would be. I, I just I just don't want I, like anybody but Portland. That's basically that's that's my attitude right now. Anybody but Portland. I like our side of the bracket. I will root for whoever wins. Our side of the um, yeah, it's kind of my vibe there but too. Yeah, I just yeah, that's how I feel. Um, but yeah, I think they should be two good games. Like, I think they'll both be really close. Um, like I said, uh, I think San Diego embarrassed Portland at home in the last regular season matchup, and I, I, I just don't think that's happening to Portland twice. Like, I just nah, nah. Sophia's like, I just feel like Sophia's just like, nope. And like I genuinely feel that way. In the in the last episode that we did a couple of weeks ago, of course we we missed all the um, the L's that were, that were hung on the on the women's national team. But I will say I will say in the process, I have gained a a love affair with Naomi Gerber. I think that she is oh, an absolute boss. I would just like to hype myself. Up. So Stanford came to WSU last year, and I went to that game because it was free. And I said that, like, while I was at the game, I was like, she doesn't step a foot wrong. She's going to be an amazing pro right away. Yeah. And people didn't listen to me. I was like, I told you. So nothing she's done. Like, yeah, I think it's wild to see the expectations. But honestly, that's how she played in college. Like, I think she's had one bad game. Yeah. Bad by her standards, right? Like, not bad by everybody else's standards. But, yeah, she's she's And I I would honestly go as far as to say that I think that they're – uh, San Diego's consistency over the season is in large part because they've had her. Yeah, her I mean, Sheridan, Alex Morgan's Alex Morgan's had the season. Yeah, of her but they life. haven't always had the offense. It's her and Sheridan. Yeah, it's those two people. Which we we for those of y'all that don't know, like of course in the mythical, I do not uh, in the mythical culture verse chats. Y'all might have to help us out because I, 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 I y'all can't I y'all no. can't convince I me. Say no. That Kayla Sheridan is not that doesn't have at least some bit of black in her. I'm sure in her Still. ancestry somewhere, but I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> she is she's on that biracial ambiguous spectrum that you can't tell what exact race that she is. Oh but, man. Uh, uh, but, uh, but if nothing like else, this. she is definitely beasting in the net. Oh yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And uh but, but yeah, Neil McGurman. But I also yeah. think if anybody can score on her, it's Sophie Smith. But yeah, her and um and Alana Cook, I'm like cook with that back line with that with that tandem for the next five years. Just cook with oh, that. Oh, I would say ten, and you can rotate Davidson. Like to me, those are your center backs, and I think yeah. this is Becky's last go round. She like, re up for one year. Has to be at this done. point, right? Like, yeah, she re up for one more year. She's done. Don't let these results against Spain and England, you know, deter. I'm like, yeah cook with them like that that's 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 it yeah i think i think that's pretty easily and we have other really good center backs like elizabeth balls had a really good year katie Naughton had a really good year like we have the talent that's not the problem yeah absolutely we have the defensive no it's not a lot of talent we'll we'll listen just I, I know they got to figure out you know what to do with with uh becky sauber and I, i i get all that but i'm like yeah this, this, this is, if, like, if you actually yeah. do want to win, because it seems like, given given the moves that the that Vlatko makes, that's very questionable. But that that's your tandem. Just oh yeah, I think Cook and Garma makes sense. And again, they played together. There's no learning curve there. They played the Stanford together. It's very but easy. um, 
But yeah, like let's uh, pivot over to the MLS side. Woo, or as, talk or as, about that. Or, or as Sky <laughs> would say, the, the men's Men-L- SL. Men-SL. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I busted out laughing when I first heard it. I was like, like, and it makes so much sense when, like, when you actually it's think perfect. about it. <laughs> but oh, um, so we had six games over the weekend. Like, I don't know if you did, if you did a bracket, um, Kelly, but like I actually got like four out of the six correct. So we had uh, L.A. beating Nashville, uh, Dallas beating Minnesota, um, Austin going to PKs and beating. Um, oh, crap. Um, Talk about a team just handing it, just giving RSL. it away. Yeah. yeah. Uh NYCFC beat Miami. Uh Cincy. Cincy. Yeah. Went into Cincy Red Bull. Beat, beat Red Bulls at on, on the road. Which yep. which you would never know given how few people were there. And Yeah, that was rough. Man, listen. And they're the only road team that won? No. No. Um uh actually. I think yeah, yeah, they are the only rookie yeah. that won. I'm yeah. looking at the bracket now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then also Montreal. Um, yeah. The, um, uh, Continuing the Lord's work. Minnesota, right? <laughs> oh no, Orlando. Orlando. Sorry, Orlando. Oh yeah, yeah. I should have known when you said the Lord's work. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. But like, so we actually have some pretty juicy met- matchups on on the men's Ooh. side as well. We got on, on the West. We got. Um, <laughs> Yes, El Trafico. All Derby, all yeah. Derby's in the West now. Yes, LA, LA and um and LA Galaxy, and then also Austin versus Dallas over in the East. We got Cincy versus Philly and Montreal versus um, NYC. Yes, and um, yeah, that that's okay. That's actually in Montreal. It's yeah. it it was so weird watching that game because like we we get so few um home Montreal games on TV. So it was like, oh, this is how they I actually get in. I don't think I had seen them play all year. They they never get any U.S. Yeah. games. Like, I, and I'm I don't like, know wait, they should show them more. I like this team. I actually like that team. Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 a it's a dope atmosphere when when it when they aren't forced to play in Olympic Stadium. They when they play at their regular field at Saputo, and yeah, I mean, like they're actually pretty good. It's just that nobody sees them, so it's like they don't. Nobody knows what to really expect. When they actually get them on TV, <laughs> I I learned in the playoffs that the brother was coaching that team. That's when yeah. I learned that. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. I actually learned that because I went uh, Miami's last game of the season against Montreal, and I went and uh, I, I haven't I haven't just uh, Montreal. I guess just how the TV's going. I haven't I haven't watched them a whole bunch. And I mean, like, uh, they're good. If, if you they're if very it's good. not Toronto, yeah. if it's not Toronto, I, like yeah, MLS exactly. doesn't put. Vancouver or Montreal on like I often any... forget Vancouver's a franchise. I I forget Montreal's a franchise. I was like, oh wait, yeah, they are in the league, and they changed like, their it, name because I remember Impact, but they changed it, and so yeah, and I think well, not I know they changed their logo next year. I'm, not, I'm trying to remember, I'm trying yeah, to remember if they changed, and I think they they kept the name. So we'll we'll oh. we'll see how that goes, but um, but yeah, like okay. um, how, how are we looking as far as the picks for this next round? I, I, the West, I don't want to pick because I got friends on all, all sides. <laughs> I don't want to get young. You live down here now. You can't say that now. LA going to be dangerous tomorrow, man. Uh, <laughs> nah. Uh, I, 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 don't, like, I, don't I like LAFC a lot. Um, 
and it's more that I hate LA Galaxy. Um, and then for for the other side of the West, um, I know Austin's kind of our uh, our franchise or, or sorry expansion brothers, and both both clubs have gone very different directions. But uh, I think it'd be, I'd be I think it'd be really fun to for Austin to get in. I love Austin. I love watching them play. Their fan base is cool. Stadium's dope. You know that that's a, that's a that's a cool group that I would like to to see move on. And then on the east, um, I think Montreal is going to handle NYC pretty pretty well. Yeah. I think the Philly Cincinnati game is going to be a lot better than people than people think. Cincinnati's playing really well, man. They're hot right now. And sometimes it's and most times in the playoffs, it's about when you're hot. Yep. Right. And um, Philly's very good. Right, Philly's I'll probably Philly's probably the best oh, yeah. in the league right now, but. Cincy, man, they're they're hot at the right time. That sometimes that's all it takes. Very true. Um, yeah, okay. Ooh, I'm not picking that. Like, I can't. I can't. Do it. <laughs> I, I can't. Well, do it. I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and and, and pick on that. I'll do one the other ones. I ain't doing that one. <laughs> because um, I actually do have LAFC winning MLS Cup. And I feel like we've we've gone through those years with them where. They end up blowing their load way too soon in the come playoff time, and you know, and then also like in the MLS back tournament a couple of years ago, I feel like that like they're in a space now where I feel like they should be able to overcome all of those past jitters and and fuck ups and actually get over on on the galaxy. It won't be easy because I think no. it's still alive. It's still mental, but I think that. They should uh, get over to uh, the galaxy. That, but that Texas one, man, that's going to be interesting. Because I feel like, I mean, this is obviously the furthest that Austin's ever been. This given this being their second year. Um, luckily, they have the, the home game, uh, the, the the whole field advantage. Um, I actually think I picked Dallas in my bracket, but I'm actually. Um, pull a wild card. So I think on Austin can pull this out. I mean, given the way that they came back against um, RSL, because like they they uh, they gave up two pretty early um, against um, Real Salt Lake, but they came back in the second half, took the game to uh, the PKs. Um, there was a, a an attempt by well, first first of all, RSL probably gave like the worst PK performance I've seen in a long time with. Um, on penalties. I mean, like there's still one shot that still has not landed yet. It's still making its way over to um, probably Oklahoma by now, you know? So yeah, like it, it was, it was bad, really, really bad. Um, over in the East, um, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty certain uh, Philly should um, handle Cincinnati. And I said, like, I haven't seen Montreal to know, so I don't know. But I am thinking that NYCFC at least has the experience to where they they should be able to win. But that one, I'm probably the least certain on. Yeah. Uh, I mm, okay. I'll do it this way. Um, East. Yes, I I think um, Philly. I do think Cincinnati puts up more of a fight. 
than people think. I agree. But I still think Philly probably wins that fight. I mean, like, they've, they've been blowing out people left and right um, yeah. this year. Like, they, they've been on it. So I, I don't think it's a major stretch to think that they um they shouldn't. But, yeah. I mean, it's I, like a three-one. I think, I think since it's kind of in the same boat as Miami was, it's like the fact that they've they made the playoffs this year, given how tumultuous the the first couple of years were for them, is a very big sign for growth and progress. But um, but yeah, like Philly, Philly, is, the momentum's on their side. Yeah. I think the final, they've kind of been destined from the fi- for the finals pretty much all season from what yeah. I've seen of them. Um, and then in the other game, if I nothing else, as long as we can avoid an uh, uh, MLS Cup final at, at City Field, I'm all for it. Whoever, yeah. whoever does beat NYC, we're good. <laughs> yeah, and I, I honestly think maybe it is the unknown. I think Montreal pulls it off, particularly at home. Seeing both teams trouble. play play recently, I think Montreal. I think Montreal does it. I'm I'm calling, nice. Mont- I'm calling Montreal with the win on that one. Yeah, but. I was like when I watched because I watched that game and I was just like, I I wish I had been able to watch this team more. Like I like this team is nice. They play. I think they mentioned like their ownership was like. I mean, we need, we want to win, but we really want to be entertaining. And I was like, oh yeah, I can see that with the type of mm. football that they play. Um, so I think that's a chalk. Uh, is it really East, entertaining though, if, if, if few people get to watch them? Though? That's the thing. But well, I mean, but now is when that's a whole different watch. that's a whole different conversation. But yeah. I guess yeah, and and maybe he meant for their fans are growing it. I don't know what I mean. I think a deep run helps them. In yeah, that regard, and maybe they get more airtime next year. Yeah, in I the mean, West. Go ahead. I mean, it's, it's it's one of those things where like cause I think Montreal is like one of the lowest value teams in the league. But I, I think that large that's in large part because they get so little airtime. So yeah, you know, hopefully you know this is something that further stabilizes them. But you know we'll see. But what yeah, what are you saying? I hope so. I hope so. And then in the in the West, um, what is the what is the name of that derby? Is it the Texas Derby? Like what do we call that? Uh, uh the, the the Texas one. One is Austin and Dallas. What is the name? That's part of Copa de uh, Tejas. Okay, COVID did Tejas. Um, both of those games were so chaotic. Uh, right, like both of them right. had really chaotic and PKs, right? Like, that's to me, that's the one that's hard to pick. Um, yeah, of the four, I think that has the potential to be the best game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that Austin, like, that would be by far. Probably even more so than LA. That'll be the the best atmosphere for for um, the playoffs this year. It's gonna I be think fun. Austin will be hype. Yeah, yep. I think that'll be really fun. Um, I think I'm gonna go Austin. I think I think they went in like extra time at home. I think okay. the home field matters for them. Okay, because of the atmosphere and that crowd, it's a really unique place to play. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm not picking in LA, but I will say, I think the MLS final will be a chalk final. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's the closest I will get to picking. I think that. Um, I actually think both playoffs will be chalk finals. 
Yeah, I think uh, I have uh, I actually do think I no, yeah, I think I have a chalk final and and um yeah, if it goes LA then yeah, I think that they'll be able to get that done. Do you, but yeah. Do you think FC gets it because it's at the bank? But I don't think that's how I think the Galaxy win the rivalry games though. I think that's I I think that when it comes to the final, especially if they get like Philly Actually, no, I think I have uh, NYC making the final. But I think it, mm-hmm. either one, I think that um, if, if if LAFC blows it, it will be in that game. It won't be against against the Galaxy or or even in the conference final mm-hmm. that game. You think they go penultimate, like make it to the finals? And stuff? Yeah. Okay. But, Which uh, honestly would make Galaxy fans happy. So I don't know. It's fine. Yes. Uh, melt, melt that on the biggest stage. Yes, we yes. can stop rooting for our teams. We never start hate. We never stop hating. <laughs> right. I mean, but that but that's what rivals stay in rivals is all about. Exactly. Like you don't you don't just root for something. Start rooting for that team just because they're in the same city or the same yeah. conference. I'm like, no, nah, like fuck them. I'm like, no, nah, I, I ain't rooting for y'all. I'm rooting for whoever whoever beats y'all. That's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> Exactly. Like, if one day I stopped rooting for oil rain for whatever reason, I'm gonna still say fuck Portland. So, like, that's real. I'm gonna hate them no matter what. So, um, even though I love love and adore some of their players, like, um, yeah, that's real. So, yeah, I think there'll be entertaining games. Like, I don't think I, I don't think we'll get any games where we're just like, ugh. Yeah, I tell people my two I, favorite I teams are are Inter Miami and whoever's playing Orlando. So <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm saying. Hey. Oh man! And actually, um, while I'm thinking about that, um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, do it for uh, uh, to up or two down. Um, because speaking of Florida, over on the other side of I four is the Tampa Bay Rowdies. And for those of y'all who haven't been keeping up, there was an incident that happened a few weeks back. Um, again, with a game against uh, the Rowdies, and and I believe it was Monterey Bay. Yeah, it was Monterey where, Bay. A and a, a player it actually happens to be a, a former Atlanta United player, uh, Lawrence White, uh, was accused of a uh, doing a, a saying a racial slur against one of the Monterey Bay players. Initially, USL laid out a twelve game suspension against um, White. But then they walked it all the way back. They didn't even say just like like well, like let, let's just go from twelve to six. They said nah, let's just act like it didn't happen. Like I gotta say, like USL need need some spine or something. Cause damn, that 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 wasn't that was not a good look. Uh the even the language around that like, one to go from ten games to no games is just really jarring. Yeah, um, absolutely. But all the like, language you, around, like the and why, how quickly it happened too. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. Like I feel Rodney's like trying all to say that, that there was there was no there was no proof, right? Of, of Not it. That I'm that like, it happened is that you don't know that it happened, right? right. Which and, is how it always gets worded. I'm just like, but that's like, the point. Because the Rowdies, like they, they put out a statement initially that sounded just ass backwards. They tried to walk that back and just say that, yeah, like we, like we want to make sure that 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 we don't want to insinuate that we don't believe this guy. We just want to stand by our guy. And I was like, right. you still, like you still, 
you still didn't 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 word all that right but okay okay like we 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 hear you but yeah like the fact that yeah the league just said like nah like like at like this is, just didn't happen at all like th- like that's something where especially given everything that's, that's been happening in american soccer in general right now it's like yeah like obviously you need to investigate but i'm like you know you got to stand on something because clearly something happened and and you need to at least address that and i can't imagine like how it will just go from this no game so like you know if make 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 that one make sense but um but just but just to circle back let us know what you guys think as far as who's going to make the um the uh, final for the NWSL. Let us know who you think is going to make the uh, the semis and final for MLS. Uh, let us know on the socials at uh, FTCUTD on Twitter and on Instagram. And on the flip side, we will be we're going to try to do like at least a, a mini dive on everything that's happened the past month with the NWSL, the Shea support, um, and See what the next steps are from here. But um, stick with us. We'll get a quick word from our fam at Two Cents, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys. This is Elliot, the co-host of Can I Kick It at River City 93. As always, if you're looking for the most up-to-date shows on Black history, what's going on in the game, and off the pitch, then come check us out at Can I Kick It. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, RiverCity93. And as always, guys, like, share, subscribe to our podcast, and we'll catch you guys on the good side. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. y'all i'm sky and this is your girl Sills, and we are shea butter fc a podcast featuring two black women's perspectives on soccer football and everything in between delivering content with soul and seasoning that'll moisturize your skin lay your edges and deepen your love for all things black women our show and brand exists to elevate black women and non-binary players in the women's game as these players have been consistently neglected by our domestic leagues and U.S. soccer. We want to expose the U.S. women's soccer, or WOSO, fan base to the talent of Black players and serve as a platform for players to share their full story. Follow us, Shea Butter FC, on Twitter and Instagram at SBFC underscore podcast. And don't forget to listen, like, and subscribe to the show on your favorite platform. Peace. And we are back. Oh, 
Now, before we get up in this, I actually want to just share some 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 upcoming news um, with the Cultureverse. Uh, of course, we're recording this on the 19th of of October. Um, I'm not sure if, if we'll get an episode in next week, but um, coming on, of course, uh, the following weekend is the 29th, uh, which is the weekend of the NWSL final, which is in Washington, D.C. at Audi Field. Um, the Cultureverse will be in, in damn near full effect um, uh, in D.C. You'll have the Shea Butter crew. You'll have a good chunk of FTC. Um, Two Cent Swam will be there. Um, yeah, we will definitely be out and about in the streets, of course, um, for for me and Sills. That's kind of like a home away from home, um, the D.C. area, of course, uh, for Devin. Hopefully the baby will, will allow him to come out and he'll be able to show his face at least for a little bit. Um, uh, he stays up in, um, um, in Baltimore and um, uh, me and Mark will, uh, will be up there. Um, I'm really looking forward to making this trip course. Um, I got a thing coming up this weekend. So um, uh, let's just say the celebrations will, will be extended into this, this trip um, um, up, up in DC. Uh, but yes, for those of y'all who are at least somewhat familiar with us, y'all have seen these faces. Y'all are like, Oh, I actually know who you are. You don't, you're not just a stranger. Come through, pull up. Yes. No, like I said, we, I, I promise we, we 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 don't all give rest and bit spaces. We all don't. We, we're actually pretty uh, nice. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Come through and see us, unless you're a handful of people who probably already know who you are. Uh, <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> so it's all good. And they're probably not coming to stop by our our, our space anyway. So they'll probably just sit and stew up and up in the up in the bar. Be like. Oh, there they go. They go smiling. Just look at them. Just, just. I hate them when they're so happy. Fuck <laughs> them. <laughs> ah, nah, it's all good. We gonna have fun. People can be mad. We gonna have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, of course, you didn't like. You didn't tell me to like before we started recording that like your parents actually finally didn't make it out to the uh, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, no, they like, moved literally right. Like, you, ain't, you ain't gotta <laughs> do all, the whole Peaberg run. You ain't gotta do all that. I do not have to do. The Petersburg run. I need to go back at some point and just visit, but um, I don't have a free place to stay anymore. So we'll <laughs> see what that looks like. Um, I miss my homecoming too, man. So it's all right. It's this weekend. Yo, so. yeah, because yes, this weekend is Howard's homecoming. Um, this week, um, Virginia State just had their their homecoming yep. a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, like I, I know, uh, shout to the Yogi and um. I know he's he Yogi's been like knee deep in just everything between teaching, coaching, grad school, like like Same. It's, it's, it's 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 a miracle he comes <laughs> up for air. But hopefully, um, I've I haven't heard yet if, if he's gonna come up. I'm hoping. Uh, no, that he because does. Richmond has a game that day. Ah, oh, that's right, that's right. Playoffs. Oh yes, yeah. Shout out to shout the out kickers. To up the rules, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yes, league, league, uh, league one regular season champs, and uh, yeah, yeah, so the good times up in um, up in Richmond, um, yeah. um, uh, last weekend at S City Stadium, but uh, so yeah, shout out to them, shout out to I think it was San, San Antonio who won uh, uh, the USL uh, regular season championship, so huh? yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I need to see like what their what their playoff bracket looks like and see how things are looking on with them. Now that we got that out of the way, so 
again, we, we, we've been, been off the past couple of weeks and while we've been away, um, uh, we had the, the, uh, report done by Sally Yates. Um, and then also there's a very powerful, um, E60, um, piece on, on the reports that, uh, that came out over the past year. Uh, we, we had our, they had a girl, uh, Kai McCullough. Um, uh, she was interviewed on the, um, in, in the piece shout to her. Um, for those of y'all who might not have uh, been followed up with that, basically what, what the, I'll get, I'll try to give you guys a, a quick cliffs notes as far as what happened. They accused, um, uh, Rory Dames of sexual misconduct. Um, they accused, uh, Paul, uh, uh, Paul Riley, Paul Riley of, of sexual misconduct. Um, they, uh, the former coach with the, um, Christy the, Holly. Uh, oh, I didn't got to him. Oh, okay. That Sorry. Entirely. Um, <laughs> um, the first Steve with uh, the Washington Spirit. Uh, Bald. Uh, yes. Uh, no, that's the owner. Oh, oh, Richie Burke. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Richie Burke. When I heard when I heard Kaya tell that story, you know, from from yes, and then had the other players kind of corroborated, I was like. Basically, what what they were talking about is this: like back last uh, two years ago, during right after the George Floyd um, murder, and how Richie Burke was basically making light of of uh, of that incident and using a basically a tackle dummy and wanted to take a picture with the team with his knee on the neck of the dummy. And I'm like, <sighs> I remember reading about that last year, and I was just like. It, it managed to be even worse to hear her talk about it. And I'm like, dude, like you cannot be this damn tone deaf. You just can't. But, um, and to go, to go further, um, again, uh, like I said, Christy Holly was accused of more or less rape. Yeah. Um, of, uh, one of his players in, um, in, race in Louisville. And just a few days ago, there was actually a story that uh, came out with, um, actually with a staff member, a former staff member with, or the, with race in Louisville, where they, it's almost, they, did they just like make up a story just to, just to get her out? Like it what was, was that? So she wasn't employed by Louisville. She was uh, employed by the hospital. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they sent her to intern essentially um, as one of the physical trainers. Right. And she continually brought up these concerns, but it turned out one of the people Christy Holly was having an affair with was on that team as well. Mm-hmm. And so Holly and James O'Connor, who is the president. Uh, owner. Owner. Oh, owner? Uh, let me make sure. Hold no, on. I don't think James O'Connor's the owner. I think he's the president. Okay. Of, of both racing and what's the Louisville City? Is it Louisville, Louisville City. City. Um, but basically, as she lodged complaints because she went to the league, um, there wasn't really an HR department. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so was, she ended yeah, up James having Carter's to... the executive vice president, yep. A, yeah, VP. Um, but essentially, she had to sit in the room with James O'Connor and Chrissy Holly as they lied about the conditions that she had, had brought forth. 
and basically forced her to quit, which means she couldn't get like severance or she couldn't get unemployment. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was trying to do the right thing. Like she was, and they would force players to play and all this other stuff. So she was really trying to like, Hey, something's not right. Almost immediately. Um, yeah. And they were eventually, and she was young ish. And so they were really able to force her out. And so her mother actually shared that out yesterday yeah. on Twitter um, in, a, in a pretty long thread, um, which is worth reading. And I think a lot of us quote tweeted it. So if you want to read it, you can. Um, yeah. We, we, um, yeah. we treated it on, on Twitter yeah. and, uh, uh, and of course there, there's, there's more to the report itself. Um, it is available online for you guys to read, but like basically like the, the general gist of that is that you have a system of abuse that not just starts and stops with NWSL, but also stems all the way down to youth soccer. And just, you have a lot of Cretans out here, you know, basically preying on the fact that soccer is a very profitable business in, in this country. And you have a lot of, boys and girls and parents who want to try to make something out of the potential of soccer in this country. And, and especially so on the women's side, you have a culture that basically all but legalizes sexual abuse, sexual misconduct, um, verbal and mental abuse. And, uh, all this has has resulted in the resignation of Merritt Paulson with the um, Portland Thorns and as well as uh, with the Timbers as well. Arnim Whistler, the the primary owner with the Chicago Red Stars. Um, did, the, did the owner with Orlando step down as well? No. So or the, the owner's coach. still there. The head coach was, was, was fired, yeah. Head coach, and that was a separate investigation. That was done by the league. Um on a different incident outside of the report. Um, so yeah, there's a few things. One, uh, Merritt Paulson stepped down uh, essentially from anything that gave him power to make day-to-day decisions or overall decisions. Uh, but before doing so, fired Gavin Wilkinson and yep. the other um, The other... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Finally, by the way. Yes. He that's wouldn't been do like, it for a very long time. Th- those accusations were there last year and he was still basically allowed to yeah. basically collect a paycheck. Uh Mike Gullib. Um, Gullib, that's it. Uh yeah, he was uh president of business with uh yeah. with Portland. Now so those yeah. For 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 those of y'all who who aren't aware, because definitely there's been a, a a movement online as far as <clears throat> not just getting these um uh, getting Merritt Paulson to resign but also sell the club. Think about it is doesn't quite own the club. That's, it's, 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 it's not his money that's being used. It's actually his daddy's money that's being used. And in case you guys don't follow the government or politics, he actually has a very notable father. Um, his father is Hank Paulson, the former secretary of the treasury. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. For, um, for, uh, uh, W Bush 43, uh, the guy that pretty much led us to where we are right now, but yeah. Um, but um, also, fun fact: Merritt Paulson's real name is Hank Merritt Paulson. The yeah, the third, like, yeah, like, yeah, third. Does it? Yeah. Like, like and that's why it didn't quite register me yeah. at first. But then, of he course, like, it, on purpose for that reason. Yeah. If you, if you Google 
um, Hank Paulson and Merritt Paulson and see a picture of them side by side. Just trust me. Oh, God. Hank, yes. Hank never had to go on Maury for him. No, no that's, that's his boy. That's his boy. Yeah. So um, now that, you know, I, I think we've given, uh, I guess, a quick summary as far as what all, like, how we, like, where we are now, I guess the question is, where do we go from here? Because all things considered, like, if we if we got rid of everybody who was accused, that pretty much cuts out at least half of the league. All right. Um, I don't know. I have every day. I have new thoughts. Um, first and foremost, I still haven't finished reading through the report. It's like a hundred. It's three hundred and nineteen pages. It's total. Yeah, I think some of that's like the footnotes and stuff. But yeah, it's a long report. Yeah, and it's detailed. Um. And I, you know, full discretion, obviously, we are, I know some people don't think we are, we are journalists in the NWSL. Um, and so I hopped on the essentially press presser that Sally Yates did the day the report came out. And I mean, she was really clear. She basically said, this is the report they put out because if they really investigated every single thing, they'd never be able to put a report out because that's how much there is to investigate. Um, and so she at least wanted to be thorough on those three cases. Um, also letting people know there is another report coming. It is a joint report from the NWSL itself and the NWSL Players Association, which is the union for the mm-hmm. NWSLPA, uh, which just really took off last year. So do with that what you will. Um, and that's supposed to come out before the end of the year as well. And will likely give details about the other cases that are pending and the other complaints that have been lodged specifically Mm -hmm. within the league and will come with recommendations. And it seems like teams are cooperating with that group of investigators. I don't know what that means. Somewhat. Uh, I mean, it it sounds like, like, like Paulson wasn't really uh, um, participating. um, I want Louisville is a very touchy situation because basically, again, uh, Christy Holly was accused of rape. So you're talking about like actual mm-hmm. criminal charges that you, that can be laid upon him. And, and um, I want to say there was maybe some trouble with Chicago. I'm not sure. Oh yeah. So you have, that was I mean, newer. The, the stuff with Chicago is coming out now, right? That's uh, some of it is, but there there's a lot of detail um, about Chicago, and particularly former coach Roy Dames, who only resigned after the championship game last year. Yeah, um, and we didn't really find out the real reason he resigned until like a week after that. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So yeah, there was um, Roy Dames has definitely been accused of at least harassment, sexual harassment. Um, some things have gone further, uh, maybe not in detail and in the way that, you know, Holly's has, um, I think that's, that what's scary about Dames is he's tied to eat soccer directly. Yeah. He has a, so I think a, like he a just, camper like, academy or something. Like he just had like, 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 yeah, like an academy. Um, yeah. I don't think he was there, from- but yeah, his academy had a tournament or something. Yeah. This past weekend. Um, so he's deeply tied to use soccer in the Chicago area and that's how he was able to scout local talent and Barnum Whistler is an incredibly cheap man and so that's how 
you were able to sort of keep those teams stacked with talent. Um, and which, which now, now that mind. I know that I, now, now that I know what I know, and mm-hmm. I'm You're like, back. <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad that they never won anything because that's just karma. Mm. That's which karma. sucks for the players, but yeah, it, it, and and that's the wild part about it because you know, for those of you who haven't followed the Red Stars, and because like they date back even prior to the NWSL. Yes. And they've literally had like a huge a who's who of names oh. that have come through that team over the years. You've had Kristen Press, you've had Megan Rapino, you Sam Kerr played for Chicago. Yeah. Um Julie Ertz played for Chicago. Listen there still plays for Chicago. Mel Pugh now plays for Chicago. So we have played for Chicago. Many, many superstars have come through that city. Yeah. And you know, so like, and you've had, you know, Carly even played for them. Uh, yeah. You've had witnesses basically see a lot, of, a lot of the bullshit firsthand, and you know, like, I, I think it was mentioned um, last year, just in how um, Kristen Press was trying to assist players in in filing their reports, and one thing I'm I'm pretty certain of at this point between. These reports and the equal pay lawsuit and the CBA, like I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people within U.S. soccer who absolutely oh they don't loathe, like her no 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 no, no. loathe <laughs> Krista Press they loathe her with a, with the heat of a thousand she suns uses and every bit of that I, I hope I hope that <laughs> that Krista right now is is home in L.A. just feeding off of that heat like this 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 heat I sustains hope it feels her rehab i hope her leg is bionic after this um no i think so and um the new episode of snaps which is the podcast for uh with sam mewis and Lynn williams both of mm-hmm. the current um who are really good friends played together in north carolina uh which had has brown scurry on it actually yeah. ironically um but they talk about that they talk about Sam mentions very clearly the three leaders, Rapino, Sauerbrunn, and Press. That is who they trusted. That is who they listened to. That is who took the shit. And that's just dealing with the equal pay stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Two out of three of them still play on the basketball team. Yeah, yeah. That's, and uh... one, of them, one of them ain't, ain't white. You do with that what you will. Um. Because we were told it wasn't a performance conversation, right? So, but again, she's also injured, right? So there's there's a myriad of conversations to have there. Um, what I man, there's so much to this report. It's just been, it's now, been brutal. Go ahead, go ahead. And it's coupled with stuff going on elsewhere in the world in women's soccer as well. Now, mind you, we we're only really scratching the surface here. Um, if if you're not already subscribed to Shea Butter, um, Sky and Silves just put out an episode um, today on Wednesday. Um, yeah, like definitely give that episode a listen. Um, is is that also with Diaspora or was that just y'all? No, no, no. That's just a, a classic uh, SBFC episode we did a crossover with Diaspora a few weeks ago. Um, and we've had them on our Patreon episodes um, recently yeah. as well for our, for our Customer paying uh, patrons, um, yeah, it's just 
I don't know, for me, a few of the things is I think rightfully people have focused on the the sexual abuse mm-hmm. um, because that's always very jarring when you hear it. Um, but there's also an incredible, like this sport is just allows mental, verbal and emotional abuse with no real repercussions at all. Nothing. And Sally Yates put in the report racism. Like she, she spoke specifically to the racism that permeates the sport. Um, and mentions that black players who spoke with her and there was, there were a lot, um, to the person almost basically said, and it's been this way since I was a kid. Like I've dealt with parents and coaches and probably refs and fans and everybody else yelling racial slurs at me and saying racist things to me since I was a kid playing this game. It's part of the culture of being a black soccer player. And I imagine it's the same on the midside. Like yeah, you just have to deal with it. <laughs> and go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, sorry. It, it's it's crazy because so much of what we're seeing in the report and and women's soccer in general is so reflective of kind of where we're at as a country, right? Mm. Like it's um, you know. It, it, it's it's tough for me to try and read through the report and it's tough for me to read through some of the things because I have a daughter, you know, who I want to play soccer one day. You know, I ha- I coach I coach high school girls soccer and I think about like them having to go through something like that and it really gets me angry, you know, and the fact that it's not one or two isolated instances it's it's as systematic as you can possibly be in terms of the definition of systematic. You know, the fact that the report, the 319-page report, just scratches the surface on what's really happening. And this is just what we know. This is just what we found out. You know? There's still so many people who haven't come forward with mm-hmm. stories of their own. and And that's the... That's the sad part and also just the scary part because, yeah. uh, like, you know, of course, we, you, you see the back and forth that we do with Shea Butter on, on Twitter. And, like, we had a, like, a quick conversation uh, earlier today on Wednesday just in, like, what if they had actually gone as deep as they uh, wanted to? I firmly believe that it would probably kill this game for everybody. Not just yes. women, everybody. Yeah, because and other- I think that's why people are—they're both afraid and they're also protective as far as not going that far. Because you know there are good people, there are good people who are trying to do the good work for this game in this country and actually try to grow it. But you also have the other side of things where you are protecting a system of abuse and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the fact, and the fact that so many, there, there are so many people shows that they knew they can get away with it. And they knew oh, that there was a, there was a system that existed that allowed them to do that. And it's crazy how just some of the light reading or more the, some of the coaches and, and executives and people that were, you know, that were listed, their response was basically like, well, fuck you. Like, 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, the, the reason why it's so excessive is because they were able to get away with it. They were able to do it. And, it, and it's so normalized within that culture that these people are unable to be introspective and be like, man, maybe I'm doing something wrong because it's so ingrained in the culture of the game. You exactly. know, that's the, that's the that's what makes me the angriest about all of this. I, I've heard NWSL players say, I think even Kristen Press alluded to this in an article, like right after the uh, story she did with Molly uh, Hensley Clancy from the Washington Post, who also did Kaya McCullough's story. Um, that she's like, there were times when she was like, is this abuse? Like, like these players, and I think I've heard several players saying that, like Kaya said it, she's like, am I? Like, is it right. me? Because it's so normalized. Right. You're just like, well, wait, maybe I'm the problem. And that's what happens in abusive situations, you know, intimate, you know, personal or systemic mm-hmm. all the time. And the the crux of this is the other thing I think that really stood out in terms of what Sally said, you know, and it was a recommendation as well. She was like, I don't have the scope to do this. Someone needs to do use off. Like mm-hmm. someone needs to do an investigation because she's like, this goes, that goes down, like you said, to the youth soccer level. And I do think that's what everyone's afraid of, that if you open that Pandora's box, it's, it's going to get horrifying. And, and the, the interesting thing there, because, you know, there's always been the, the long hash story is, well, situation with youth soccer where you have pay to play. Mm-hmm. And where parents are are paying coaches and academies to try to develop their kids and everything. And while I was having that converse, the conversation earlier, I really started to think about it. And I'm like, even if you fix the the system to where it isn't pay to play and clubs are more free to spin between each other, like, I think that that actually would open up an even bigger Pandora's box because then you would come into the business of transfer fees and, and suddenly you're getting to the business of, yeah, I, I want it. I want my kid to, to, to be worth 500,000 at like 14 years old. And what are you doing to, um, to get that kid to that type of value? What are you doing in terms of exploiting and and just putting these kids in, in a position to where it's unhealthy for them, and then also you're you're pushing them probably far away from home, much more, um, much before they're ready to. Um, and so I, I, when I thought about that, I was like, fix like you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't, because. I think that in both situations, you're still you're still forced into a situation where money is pushing everything and people, as you can see, they'll do something strange for a lot of change real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's unfortunately the capitalistic nature of not even the NWSL of youth soccer, the 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 pay to play system. It's like, okay. You're, you're paying all this money to go to these elite academies. Now you're opening up the door. Okay. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do to really separate yourself? What are you, what, to what extent will you exploit yourself or your child mm-hmm. to reach your goal? And that's when we seeing, start seeing the dark and ugly stuff come out. 
Yeah. I mean, it happens in Europe too, right? Like, yeah. Particularly, you know, players coming from South American countries, African countries, like, and how that gets exploited. Like, you've heard stories of people just, you know, fudging it to get people, you know, into the academy, even if they don't pan out. Like, it's such a dirty game because it's the capitalism is throughout this sport, right? It's the one sport that touches every part of the globe. And so, um, it's the one everybody knows. And so it is the one where you can do a lot of exploitation and the exploitation is done in so many different ways, depending on which federation you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's just a really nasty business. Um, having said that, like, it can't be what it is. Like we got to do something different. Yeah. Like it it definitely has to be something to where, um, one, these kids are protected and, and the coaches are, held to just a, a far greater standard and they're they're not just getting by because they have a, a an English accent or a Scottish accent or Brit like I think that in a lot of cases in this country you definitely have a case of like, oh, he's English. He must know soccer. Let's go let's, let's mm. go ahead and hire him. And I'm like, we got we got we gotta do better than, than that. And you know and actually I I, I think I've said this like years ago on, on on the podcast. Like, considering the amount of money that that it costs to become a coach, and and uh, as someone going through their certifications, yes, yeah, sure. no, I, you know. <laughs> My thing is like, what are you getting out of that return? Because it's not like opportunity, man. That's why you do it. Wow. But, but, it, but again, that that's 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 the system, right? Like. In order for me to grow as much as I want to grow as a coach, I'm like, if you really want to get to like a pro level certification, I'm, I'm all in all, I'm gonna end up spending twenty, thirty thousand dollars to right. get certifications. And like, Jesus. but like, you, but if you go over to Spain or Germany, like, you're you're not even spending a G on that, and and that's where I'm like, and the clubs will pay for it for you for the most yeah. part. Like you, you have world class coaches who came through a system where they didn't have to mortgage, you know, they had to get like loans out to to, to pay for their license. They're like, hey, yeah. I, got, I got to save it for a couple of months, you know, not go clubbing, you know, I, I, I'll get it done. But here, it's like it costs so much for for a system that doesn't even that's not even comprehensive enough to be like, like, Hey, this will actually lead to a possible pro opportunity um, and be able to move up the ranks and everything. Like it, yeah. it does add up whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. Oh no. I was going to say like from a coaching standpoint, I think, I think something important or something that can be done. Um, you know, I think it's so important to reach inside your own community for, for coaches. Like, I think it's so important for players to play for someone that look like them. Mm-hmm. Like you want to, you you want to, you want to really tap into the the Hispanic dominant base down here. All right, let's hire a coach that knows the community, that knows the kids, and that way there's there's an, a real emotional connection to it. You want you you want to reach out to the black kids in Chicago. All right, hire a black coach from Chicago that that knows the area, that knows the the needs and and what's going on in those communities because. I even see down here that there, there's a, there's a huge soccer academy not ten minutes from my house, and it's all a bunch of low income Cuban and Central American South American kids, and they're being coached by, you know, white dudes with British accents or, mm-hmm. you know, 
old white dudes that are getting paid a shit ton of money to coach a bunch of 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds, mm. you know, that don't know what they go through. And then like, you know, yeah. It, 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 and all that just for a chance, wow. just for, for, because in those academies and stuff, those kids are, you know, are, are dime a dozen. And, you know, l- luckily, like, now with the growth of Inter-Miami and stuff like that, like, we've seen some kids signed to there. But, again, that's that's one in a million. And, I mean, and it's funny because, like, even, like, with the uh, NWSL, um, they kind of they kind of fell for the same tricks as well because uh, Richie Burke, he's from Liverpool. Um, I want to say, is Paul Riley from? The only American named is Rory Dames. Was Rory. Literally, he's the only American. Um, I I imagine a few more will come up. Um, you mentioned Orlando earlier, right? Amanda Cromwell's American. Um, mm. but most of these coaches aren't because it's a pro it's a pro gig. And you take it. Like I could think in the league right now, it's basically Petroselli Potter. Does Christy Holly is from 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 he's England? Scottish. He's Scottish. He's Scottish. Um, um and speaking uh, of that, our rally the other thing that yeah. Yeah, Riley's a Liverpool guy. Um I'm sorry about that. Um but We're not all perfect. Yeah, absolutely. We all got our flaws. I can't <laughs> I can't talk about some of my teams. Um but the other thing that I find infuriating, particularly now that I know how much it costs to get to that level and get the licensings that you need, particularly in Louisville, they gave Chrissy Holly a waiver, so in theory you're supposed to have a license to coach at the professional level. And they kept yes. giving him a waiver and or people assumed he had it because he had already been coaching pro. So what you essentially have is, and in any other job, this would be bananas. You have, you have a boss because that's what a coach is essentially, at least on the field, who does not have his certification, who does not have the paperwork, the equivalent of his degree or his certificate or whatever you need in any other job that you have. And he's sexually assaulting an employee. That's a like that's a lawsuit. Yeah, absolutely. In anywhere else in the world, it'd be in any other career, profession, whatever, it'd be a, like an eight figure one. Yeah, like it's that's not. Yeah, like if if you point in the picture, like can you imagine like a teacher teaching without their certification and then they're Thank like you. it would never messing happen. with kids? I have to, I, it's I it's unheard of. Like I said, anything that I put in my application for the job that I have now that I've had for a few months. I did, because I put high school diploma, I had to go back. I haven't been in high school in 20 years. I had to go find my high school diploma because they needed it on file just in case they get audited. Like, it's not even, it has to match. Like, I work in education. You know how many trainings I have to have every year? You know how many, finger, yep. how many times I've had to fingerprint myself because I work for my, with minors? I am a mandatory reporter. Like, all of that stuff. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a teacher also. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, like a- a- everything comes with an extra layer of security. Like just now to, for, to, for my coaching, for my coaching certification this year, I had to go do a drug test. I had to get fingerprinted. I had to do, you know, and I have to do that every single year. Yeah. It's every year. You know, and, uh, it's just crazy how it's it, like, if we have to do this and we're getting paid 
as educators, not very much. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you know, with the responsibility of mandatory reporting and active shooter training and per- and professional developments that we have to do 10 times a year. Mm-hmm. You know, why isn't someone who maybe they're not working with minors on the NWSL, but you're, you're working with women. You're working with, with, mm-hmm. with, you know, you're, you're, you're a man working with, with women, like, and now there are minors in the league. That's my yeah. other. That's the other Which point. Is There's two right now, insane. and more yeah. are coming because the doors open. Yeah, and you see, I mean, you see in the MLS, you see in in Europe mm-hmm. that there's 15, 16, 17 year olds playing with 25, 26, 27 year olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're you're really opening up the door for for problems there. Because there's not many places in society where that happens, right? Yeah, um, we make the exception could... because we get to watch them on TV. Yeah, and it's a talent. And there's a there's a skill, right, that you can have at different ages that allow you to play on in the same place. And there's not, again, not a lot of places in society where we don't separate things by age. And so, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just maddening. It it feels a little evil, and it also just gross incompetence. And you're just, and to come back to the racism of it, it's an extremely white sport, and. And that's what something that's discouraged early. Yeah, what people are willing to overlook in the name of maintaining that. Yeah. Is it, always- it's always. It's wild. And like in the E60 piece, like other than like Kaya's story, because like, again, like those aren't the only stories that have taken place within the league. And of course, what, what ends up making, there's two things I noticed in, in, in that piece. One, they didn't really touch on the racism like that. And then two, they were really light on U.S. soccer. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, for the large majority of of the NWSL's existence, they've been financially backed by U.S. soccer. And I I think the FMF as well. And I think the Canada's um, soccer fed as well. Man, Canada's got their own own issues. Allocation for you national team players ended December thirty first, twenty twenty one. What? Oh, okay. it just ended last year. Wow. Okay. But Wait, say that one more time. Allocation, yeah. mo- the allocation money, the allocation practice uh-huh. that U.S. Soccer had with the NWSL from its inception because they were horrified of it folding because two other leagues had folded. Allocation officially did not end until December 31st. Wow. And so you basically have them on the hook for backing an organization, a league that allowed all of this to go down. And more than likely they knew about it and didn't self-police either. They, the report list, um, they were the, for lack of better word, they're the GM of the league. They ran, they ran the league, um, Right, teams are their own entities, obviously, but they ran the league, and more than one player went to U.S. Soccer because that was who they needed to go to, to you know, who had oversight. So they're named in this, in that way, and so I agree. I think DCC absolutely didn't touch U.S. Soccer because that's the larger entity, um, and up until like the end of this year, I don't know when that contract ends with U.S. Uh... Soccer. I'm not sure with the, with the NWSL, but I feel like there. But U.S. Soccer and ESPN had a contract. Yeah. that's ending. Yeah, 
So ESPN's also made money off of U.S. soccer. Yeah. And, and they show a whole lot of women's national team games. A whole lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the TV contract, that all mm-hmm. ends this year. So, But they've made a lot of money off of particularly women's national team. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, it's it's all it's all connected. And there's no way you have a professional league, men's or women's, without U.S. soccer being involved anyway. Like, there's no yeah. – there's nothing they don't touch in this country extensively. And so, yeah. And, 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 and they're also, charged to protect players. And also, one thing that they they did touch on was the the former commissioner of the NWSL. Oh my god! Like, I don't think I've seen anyone melt I down like have that. Never seen anything like that. Um, because like like I don't think I've seen anything like that since the E sixty on SMU, and they mm. interviewed the school president, and they're like. That's not us. Like it was it was on that type of level where it's like the receipts are there and you're still denying it and acting like nobody reached out to us. We it's the first time that we found out about it. And I'm like, Amazing. dog, like this is like just I get it, you don't want to like drop on your sword, but hey, the receipts are there. And and if they and if you tried to hide them, and like shout out to Alex Morgan, because yeah, I, I, I know we give her shit. I know we gave her shit, but yeah, <laughs> that was she, came, she came through in a, in a huge way with you the receipts as far as when they reached out to the league to see about this and the league basically tried to push so it under the rug, sweep it <laughs> and, and, and say like, nah, like good luck to you and, yeah. and, and, and your endeavors and shit. And then tweeted like, it out. <laughs> she tweeted it out. It was amazing. Um, yeah, no, that was amazing. Um, but yeah. And what kills me about Lisa Bear interview um, Lisa Barrett, former commissioner of the NWSL, resigned late last year. Um, she didn't have to do the interview. People turned down the E60 for the interview. They turned it down. You, she did not have to do it. That was voluntary. Well, yeah. Some people are so lack so much self awareness. She's so unaware. <laughs> She's so unaware. Yeah. Presumably, the, these people have like layers of like advisors that they have to go through before they hop on a network like ESPN, and no one said anything like "Yo, dog, like sit this one out." Like, <laughs> oh, she's also she also comes from a lot of money, and so I can see why she's not but, aware. But that, she has but never that's what it comes back had, down. She never to. had to be aware. Yeah, she's never had to be because it's, it's the same thing with Paulson. It's like like people who have that kind of money. You know, like, ho- like all you could do was hope and pray that they they grew up with some level of awareness. Because, like, my goodness, like, 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 so like, she didn't have to do this this interview, and the fact that she did, and still tried to act as though, you know, she was innocent or oblivious to everything that happened. I'm like, the fact that you were oblivious reads even worse. Exactly. You're the commissioner but, of a league. You got that job, and you don't know how to do it. You don't know how to do it. Like, it's just, and she comes from a marketing background, and she was connected to the IOC, US IOC. Oh. During and, all, and, when the gymnastics stuff came out and the safe sports stuff. Oh, oh. And then, of course, last but not least, I uh, would be remiss if I did not uh, mention Sunil Galati, the former president of US soccer, who's now with the executive committee with FIFA and, mm-hmm. who, and who was president for a lot of this shit. And the fact that, like I said, like this is on his watch, and I think UEFA is actually um, coming to him. And I like, yeah, like 
hopefully this this results in him getting out the paint as well because I feel like the fact that he failed up and landed in exactly. in, um, in FIFA, I'm like that is so massively egregious. Like, and is it what's the other gentleman? He's with U.S. Curling. Mm. Is it Flynn? Is his last name? I can't remember. You have to make me look that up. But they actually are sticking to their guns. But like the regional curling organizations are calling for his resignation mm-hmm. and for U.S. Curling to to hold him accountable because his name shows up a lot in that report too. Uh, so yeah, it's these people have failed. Up. Catching strays. Look at that. Yeah, right. like they <laughs> failed. But seriously, they failed. They failed yeah. up. Like Greg said. Like he went from. U.S. soccer to FIFA, like, I mean, we all know FIFA is its own. Listen, but, no but one that, does corruption that, like FIFA; they're the best but, <laughs> on the planet. But I, yeah, I, they I, really I, are. <laughs> but I, I will leave. I'll leave this conversation with this, and I know we got. I know we're running late, and um, we got to wrap up soon. Hopefully, we're like the ultimate result from this is a couple things. One, obviously, everyone that was that was involved. Um, it's forced out, banned, um, forced to sell their teams, prison time. In some cases, yeah, like in so, yeah, in some cases, yeah, prison time. Mm-hmm. I think that at minimum, you're gonna see some teams get relocated just because of how egregious um, the the operations were. Louisville, um, but I, 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 the more reports that come out after this, the more I'm like, all the all this new money that's coming to the league, they need to they need to get the, that that get some money in, in savings to say, hey, we might need an exit plan so we can go start up our own thing and yeah. and try and try to do this right by each other, the players. And everyone who actually wants soccer in this country to succeed, because it's clear that you have people who are stubborn, sexist, racist, um, more than likely homophobic as well. Oh, they didn't even touch on that either. Absolutely. And and they know that. Because we we are in a country that doesn't necessarily prioritize soccer in the hierarchy of sports here, they know that they've been able to get away with this for so long and are, are just trying to keep that that machine going. And I'm hoping, especially considering that the U.S. is is, I think they did they confirm that they're bidding for 2027. Um, I don't think it's been officially. Um, said, but yeah, I think Cindy Parler Cohn said um, when they hired the new guy, I can't remember his name, the CFO or whatever his position is, mm. um, that they were seriously considering uh, bidding for either 27 or 31. Yeah, so you basically have um, you already have 2026 coming. Mm-hmm. 2027 will be right after that. And I don't know how it would even be fathomable that you would still have a lot of these people still in place or nearby the game as these these big ass events um come up in, in the next couple of years. It would be absolutely a failure on everybody 
involved if the, if that was allowed to happen, and it probably like it it and it kind of goes it goes to my second point. You're a few years ago, U.S. soccer was viewed as the white hat in in world soccer. Like you had, we basically um, were the ones who got set, set bladder out the paint, Michelle Platini out the paint. And people were thinking that, yeah, the U.S. are the good guys. They're, they're the ones that are trying to look out for everybody. Only for them, only for people to find out that on the men's side, they're basically cannibalizing the game over there, allowing um, the top lead to eat up the lower divisions and, and take their teams with no, with no compensation. Um, but then also with on the women's side, you basically have allowed a system of abuse and, and more and more like the abuse on the boys side as well. Oh, like, yeah. but you've allowed this system to go on for so long that you realize that U.S. soccer is just as bad as a lot of the countries that people actually accuse of being corrupt. And that's something that hopefully within this next decade, hopefully, I mean, I would be ambitious to say by those upcoming World Cups, we get all these people the fuck out of the paint. They absolutely have to go. And I feel as though even for the amount of growth that we've done in this country, despite all this, just imagine if we actually had people um, involved who actually care, who actually want to see, you know, the this game grow from from youth to coaching to professionals, everyone's able to to sustain and and grow and flourish. And we and we're just stuck in a we're stuck in a situation where a lot of those people go unchecked and. I think people are trying to figure out how can we effectively get these people out when it's clear in a lot of cases we can't just force them out. We have to figure out some type of way to to get this done. But um, but yeah, again, if you haven't done so already, uh, yeah, again, check out a lot of the recent episodes with Shea Butter because, again, they've been going over all this in much more detail um and and much more granular because again it's so much it really is a lot again the report itself is is over 300 pages there's another one coming you have um the e60 uh special i think there's there was another one that might have been somewhat related maybe like last year but i'm not sure of course there's countless articles on this stuff this is a it's a deep dive deep dive if you if you really care to look at like how how that rot um has become what it's become and it's absolutely shameful on everybody involved but um but yeah um i like trust me we, we got uh you know more lighter stuff in our two up and two down one quick note um, again, before we go out to uh, DC uh, next week, right now I, I'm gonna be very transparent here. Right now we're beefing with with, with Shopify. Um, um, I'm trying to work things out with them, but in the meantime, if you have orders that you want to do and you're not named Sky, 
please just uh, DM <laughs> us um, directly, either on Facebook or Instagram. Um, you know, we'll we'll get things um, um, worked out for whatever orders you need, name sets, shirts, things like that. We might have a couple things um, bring the, the the bring with us um, while we're up in DC. Um, but yeah, just um, if you if you got any business with us, um, yeah, just DM DM us and we'll get that together and um and get you uh sauced up i said world cup's coming up pretty soon so and if you're if you're not a fan of the u.s you probably have a good looking jersey so we'll we'll hook it up so just fuck with us but um let's uh get up in this two up and two down course i'm gonna i'm gonna just go ahead and just say the blanket down is everything we just talked about um with the with the report so I uh, that we need to uh, rehash that again. Yes. Again, it's, it's not even, it's not over yet. So um, that, that's, that's the crazy part, but um, let's uh, kick this off. But, um, let's go with the, the King of Cali himself. What you got, man? All right. For my first two up, um, I'm just going to go sh- show some love in the, the culture verse, the Shea Butter, Shea Butter girls. Y- y'all are killing it. Man. Like I, I know, uh, Dreaming of freedom, we haven't, we haven't, uh, we have to kind of reorganize, get, you know, get back out there. But uh, everything you guys are doing, just incredible work. I'm, I'm hooked on every episode. For anyone listening, if you have not tuned in, you need to, especially in regards to all the Sally Yates uh, report stuff. So just kudos to you. I'll definitely use one of my my two up for y'all. Um, my second one, um, just to keep it on the lighter side. Um, I think Sadio Mane should have won Ballon d'Or. That's fair. I can live with that. Ooh, I can live with that. That's a, that's a tough I, one. I like Sadio. I would have been okay with that. I really like Sadio Mane. I think, I think we said it in, in the chat. If if Liverpool had won the Champions League. Yeah. Or the league. Yeah. Yeah, I think if they would have won either the league or the Champions League, I think Sadio wants the Ballon yeah. d'Or. Yeah, because like, yeah, they already had the, the AFCON. You won the AFCON. So. I think the same could also be said of of Mo Salah if yeah yeah if he if he wins Afcon but yeah yeah but um yeah of course uh yeah our our man Cream Bisma big body Benz body Benz man um and that felt inevitable though but, yeah, um, yeah it, it was yeah. the whole time that was that he was never not going to win it yeah but um just a quick note on that big body Benz is black I don't care what nobody say he black. Like, the way that, he's he's an Algerian French, so yeah. so there's yeah. some, there, there's something in the bloodline there. Yeah, his, I mean, like the squad, mama, uh, the squad is very died. black. His, his 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 girlfriend, his baby mama, black. So his kids black. I don't, um, I, don't I mean, I don't, I don't know if I don't know how the culture is over there, but my oh. man bringing out his girlfriend and his baby mama to. Woo. <laughs> like, Woo. Man, man. <laughs> I'm I like I'm. I'm uh, I'm a Cuban married to an Italian. I know if I tried to pull that off in she my would household, <laughs> I would be. It ain't working, I dog. Said, you wouldn't know I'm dead. You just never see me again. <laughs> there you go. Disappear. You never find out. But um, yeah, and then and then on top of that, he had the Tupac tribute with the tux that he was wearing. He I was like, dog, like yo, it's layers to this, man. But yes, yeah. shout out to Cream Bisman. Also, shout out to Alexia uh, Putellis going yeah. back to back yeah. with. Yes. With uh, Barcelona, which inevitable, yeah, I think Beth Mead had a very good case too. And and yes, and 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 on that note, uh, 
Arsenal put uh, put the people on notice today uh, in Champions League. They put people on notice. They put the shit out of Leon. We're gonna forget that game. We just need to get out the group. Half our yeah. team is missing. I just need us to get out of the group right now. But yeah, let's continue. Back. Yeah, man. But yes, continue. Yeah, down. Oh, two, I thought I thought we were doing the blanket two down. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. Gonna, is that all you got? I'm, I'm say, that I'm is a down. That is two downs. That is two that's downs. like five right. down. Like, that's right. that's going to cover my next episode. I'm okay, got you, got you. I feel you, I feel you. But yeah, um, I'll, I'll hop in here. Um, my other down, which, of course, we're going to bring it, bring it back here to the good old state of Georgia. Um, this past week, we had um, debates for both Senate and the um, House of Representatives um, with the future performance by good old Herschel Walker and his 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 fresh out the Happy Meal box badge, he was so proud too. Oh God, dog! Her, Herschel Walker is the walking embodiment of CTE. And and and, 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 the, and the crazy part about it is that UGA just had their homecoming this past week. I just wanted. I I wish that I had been on on that campus. Over the weekend, and just just heard the conversation. Like, did you all see this guy on national TV with his with his little toy badge? Like, it's like party city. Y'all, y'all, y'all know that I am I am anything but a UGA fan, and I feel like like yo, if he manages to win this, is, this is on UGA. I'm like y'all got like this, like y'all made this. There you go. Y'all did this, like. No More reason to hate UGA, if that dude. Happens. Like that was absolutely embarrassing, and like the fact that people really try to say that that the debate was close. I'm like, no, when you start flashing toy badges, you lost. You lost. <laughs> but um, uh, as far as my ups um for uh this week um, uh. Shout out to uh, that NBA season just started, so I got something else to fill me when there's no soccer on. Um, I did see that that the Lakers got smizzled, um last night by Golden State, um, but yeah, my Heat lost tonight too. Yeah, and, I saw that to the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that we that we covered it when he passed, but um, of course, uh, Bill Russell passed a few months ago, and what the uh, league did in tribute was retired to number six throughout the entire league. And uh, first time they've done it uh, for any, for any player. Um, of course the Celtics, they played last night against the, the Celtics, uh, against the Sixers. They had a big tribute to, uh, to Mr. Russell. I mean, he's the absolute giant of the game, absolute giant of the culture. And it's an absolute deserved honor that, um, that he got. Um, and then uh, last but not least, um, you had both, I, I I gotta give a shout to um to your boys Cali. They beat Man City. You know, hey, I'll do We're it back, too baby. often. Yes. We're back, baby. Never losing again. I I'll do it too often, but anytime Man City loses, it's a good it's a good day for the world. And then also Alabama losing to Tennessee. I did not realize how much that I missed having missed seeing a dope environment at Neyland Stadium Stadium in, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Like that shit was absolutely jumping. It was a little an too dope afterwards. Great game. <laughs> yeah. Again, Tennessee has Tennessee hasn't been good in like twenty five years. So yeah, it's, I was it's young. been a hot minute. T Martin. So. T Martin. <laughs> T Martin days. I mean, granted, they beat my boys a couple of weeks ago, but uh, again, it's 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 cool seeing that place, you know, being relevant again. 
Hopefully they they keep this going and they beat uh, Georgia as well. Because again, please, I, I feel like <laughs> Portland, Georgia teams with red and black. Like right now, it, it's just it's just not your time. I mean, it's just, it just it just is what it is. But um, but yeah. Um, and uh, and lastly, um, pay attention to um to um the elections in your state. Some states uh, already have a, a early voting. Um, I know they have it here, right? Uh, they started this week in Georgia. So make sure you get out, get out the vote as soon as you can and, and, uh, and make your voice heard. Contrary to proper belief, these fucking elections fucking matter. So don't, don't sit on these sidelines and, and be, be on some fuckboy shit. Go fucking yeah. vote. Put your Florida, big on. Florida early, early voting starts on Monday. So yes. get on that Floridians. Yes, I, yeah, I heard about um the, the debate with uh Val Demings and, Mar- and Marco yeah. Rubio. I'm like, yes, please, y'all, vote, stop playing. But that's all I got. We're going to let the the, the home run hitter sales close. Is that what you got? Uh, I'll keep it brief. Uh, I do have a down. I'm gonna keep it in politics. Uh, so I've been a resident of Los Angeles for a little over two months. Mm-hmm. Right? Two months. Uh, so if you haven't heard. Oh yeah. There was a reporting <laughs> <laughs> last week uh of LA City Council well former president and councilwoman uh Mary Martinez. Um and she was caught on tape along with her uh fellow council members. Yeah, they are hold on, I just have their names. Um sorry, Gil Sedillo and Kevin DeLeon, um, and then LA Federation Labor President Ron Ferreira. Um, essentially talking about how to gerrymander, redistrict um, L.A. in favor of having, I guess what she considered a Latina voting block um, at the expense of Black residents and used incredibly racist language while, in, while speaking about that and also used racist language um, toward another council member who has a Black child. Mm. Um, eventually, they had a council meeting. Uh, last week as well, and as you can imagine, <laughs> as you can imagine, it was lit. Um, and Martinez has since resigned from council. Period. Um, the other two have not, to my knowledge. Um, and I think a new president was just elected today. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I'm learning a lot about LA real fast, but because uh, none, none of that surprised me. Of course, I, <laughs> That's I, I, some Miami I, shit right there, man. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching Sky's bootleg. Sunny plays with shady people, man. Yeah. And so, like, I, I'm able to watch like a lot of the the networks out in LA, and like, I know like they have uh the election for mayor and everything. So I'm like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, like that. Oh, that yeah. shit is a, uh, a whole ass mess with the city council. You can tell when you're in the rich neighborhood because that's when you see all the Caruso signs. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rick Caruso. Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> 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 and, and, and it's, it's fascinating to me, like I said, because I'll, I'll flip around to like different networks around the country, and just like it's almost like the just the template commercials that like smear. I'm like, yo, like it's it's the same everywhere. It's like that, that's just it's fucking everywhere. like it's wow, the same like, template. They just change the name. It is. It's just, well, it's the same like one or two companies doing all. Like, uh, you, what is it? CPAC. There's actually like there's actually one that uh, one, it's for uh, a representative down here. So the the Republican is calling a Democrat like like oh if you vote for her you're gonna turn uh, South Florida into into was it a, a socialist um, 
I'm like, man, I wish some of these politicians were as half as socialist as they accuse them of being. That would be right. dope. Like, like, do, not so- <laughs> do not do socialism in this country. I promise you. <laughs> um, nothing to worry about. I love it when yeah. someone says, like, oh, Joe Biden's a socialist. Like, fuck, I wish, he's bro. He's like, not at all. Like, he's not. He's like, not remotely close. Uh, like, he's probably close to Like, do y'all realize <laughs> who y'all talk about? Like, that is not even the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's wild. But you're right. It's the same formula everywhere. And clearly yeah. it's a midterm and it's contentious. It's contentious in this country. We've been through some stuff. We've been in our houses for our three years. Like, yeah, yeah, it's real. But that, I mean, just all that entire thing was wild uh, to see play out while I'm here. Um, and then the two ups. Um, I guess I'll just you know, roll it all into one. I'm flying to Seattle this weekend, inshallah, to, to cover... Um, the last semifinal match of the weekend with my OL Reign, who I hope win. Um, and then next week I'll be in DC for the championship. And I have a work trip afterwards, so I get to stay in DC because my boss is just like, why don't you just do it all at once? Um, so I'll actually be in DC for like 10 days or something like that. Uh, I, was in, I was in DC like three weeks ago. Yeah. Didn't want to leave. Really like that yeah. place. I, 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 I haven't been I, in I a while. I got stuck like, too, so you almost didn't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. true. Uh, if I had to tell you the, the mission I had to go on to get back home because that yeah. hurricane hit, I ended up yeah, having to man. drive from DC to Miami. Oof. Yeah, that's a big drive. It's bad I'm, enough doing that from, from here in Atlanta. I'm like, no, 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 no. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah so it's, they basically um, told us like, oh, uh, we're canceling your flight. Um, we don't know when you're, we're going to have one to South for. Wow. I'm like. I gotta go home. I guess not an option. <laughs> I still yeah. have to work, so I have to drive home. Right now, so. But uh, well, you got any, any others? Uh, so? um, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's just sort of me looping back, um, looping back around. So yeah, I'm just really excited. It's a lot of travel for me in the next month. I'm excited to go to go visit my family, who's now only one place except for me. Um, next month for the holiday, so. Uh, as I said, I'm really excited to just be like a kid again up under my parents. Just see them. And just be, be with family and chill out a little bit. So um, that's sort of what I'm focused on right now. Just covering, covering the sport I love in spite of everything. And, and just, you know, friends, colleagues, and, and my family. So Yeah, this, yeah. the squad will... This definitely will be like the biggest collection of the culture verse all in one spot probably yeah, yeah probably since uh last year's uh final which was only like a handful of us but um but yeah like this will definitely be bigger than that but um yeah um i have a birthday coming up on sunday and turning 40 yeah. and, oh see and, i didn't um, know that uh it's like because this actually coincides with like this is like pretty much like our, our fourth anniversary of doing this podcast and i honestly like this this year has definitely probably been our toughest one uh just for like i said just real life has really gotten gotten in the way of a lot of things that, that i hope to do this year i'm hoping that next year will be um we'll 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 be back on track uh, of course, we still have the the World Cup coming next month. We still have MLS Cup in a couple weeks, um, but uh, but yeah, like I think that um, you no, know, a reset is definitely needed just so we can get our 
energy back in line and um, and be able to focus um, uh, for next year. But I will I will say this. Um, thank you to everyone that's been a part of the Cultureverse. Um, Shea Butter, Dreaming of Freedom, Walking 90, Two Cents, um, Can I Kick It? Uh, and of course, Shea Butter. Again, like I, I'll, if I do nothing else um, in this podcast space, the, just, you know, getting y'all off the ground, that, that's something that I, I'm okay with that. And, um, and again, I, I, I thank you guys. I love all you guys. Um, the one thing I, I, I guess I can say is as I've reached this milestone, because I've, it also coincides with me being here in Atlanta for 10 years. There's no substitute for hard work. You have to do it yourself. You just, you got to, you know, don't, don't, don't expect luck. Luck is by chance. If, if anything, if the luck comes and you still do, do the work, it only makes you even more prepared for what comes when everything hits. Um, but, um, you know, this podcast space is, is, is not easy, especially when you have a lot of personalities and you have a lot of, you know, ideas and interests that, that can pull you in a lot of different directions. But it, there's also the other side to it to where you really connect with a lot of dope people on the way. You know, and if you've ever been on this on the show, if you've ever listened to the show, I definitely thank you from the bottom of my heart um, in helping making this podcast grow. And again, you know, we're not we're not done yet. So next week we will see you guys in DC. Um, Stay tuned for more stuff from us. Again, the World Cup's right around the corner. We haven't even got to um, the 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 roster um, decision. That, that'll probably be like right before our next episode. So get get ready for that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, of course, um, in between all these episodes, as always, you can catch on the socials the FTC, UTD, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. FTC UC pod on TikTok. Um, yeah, I mean, even if we're not, you know, recording every week, we're still heavy and active on there, um, talking to the culture, you know, live tweeting during games. So trust me, like we, we got you guys uh, covered however we can. But um, until DC, until our next episode for the entire uh, uh, culture verse, the culture's real coaches everywhere don't wear thin jackets in DC y'all just be smart we will see y'all soon and we out FTC U T D